0: Uh, so number 6 uh, for you is get behind me at is get <laughs> is get behind me satan. Yeah. So uh my at yeah. my number 6 is also <laughs> get behind me satan. Fifth record. Um <laughs> <laughs> you tried to change it. <laughs> This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different artist, with a different album, and uh, we break it down. We find out all the secrets about these records, and uh, we do all the research we could possibly do, and we let you all in. We let you all in on the secrets of these records. Uh, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away. Way out there, neither. It's Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Give us five stars. Don't be an asshole like Bocephus and that other asshole who gave us one star. Uh, give us five. Just do it. Fucking do it. What else have you got to do with your life? You know, you're already listening to this pod. You're already wasting your life listening to this. So it's true. Just throw us a couple bones here. So do that, please. Uh, all of our social media is at S9 Radio. So get into that. Talk to us. We have a Discord channel or a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll give you the link. Uh, we also have a phone number you can call. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. We don't give a fuck. The phone number is 503 And uh, that's all I got for the intro, the boring, boring intro. So Mm -hmm. what, Jeff, are we doing uh, today?
1: Uh, We are doing the White Stripes album Icky Thump. (laughs)
2: ¡Me el tío!
0: The White Stripes, formed in Detroit, Michigan, by Jack White on vocals and guitar, and Meg White on drums. They have released six full-length records, one EP, 13 live records, one compilation, and have sold well over five million copies worldwide. But the one we're doing today is Icky Thump. It is the band's sixth and final album It was released June 15, 2007, and it features Jack White on vocals, guitar, mandolin, keyboards, synthesizers. And Meg White on drums and percussion. Now, Jeff. Um, with all that being said, what are your what's your origin story with the White Stripes? What do you got? Go.
1: I I'm pretty sure that fell in love with a girl is my origin story with the White Stripes. I loved that video. That's a Lego video.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: It was a fucking cool video, and you know we were still young, not even in high school. No, we were in high school at that no, point. No, we were in high
0: school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we were young, I thought that was really cool, and it was just a different type of music than I had been listening to at the time, and for that alone, I thought it was cool, and the video was rad, and I, I at that point, I realized already that this is easy to get into, this is easy to listen to, and it wasn't even until like many years later that I got into like blues music, but maybe this was, uh, I don't know, maybe this was like the catalyst for, for the love of blues and the appreciation for it, I don't know, but... I'm pretty sure it's,
0: it's fell in love with a girl when that, when that video came out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It had to have been.
0: Yeah. So, so with my origin story, it's, it's the exact same. It was, uh, it was with fell in love with a girl. I, I remember watching that on MTV. It was played like early in the morning. I used to wake up extra early before school and, uh, and I would turn on MTV and they played this, that video. And I just never heard a song like that before. And the video, like you said, it was so cool with the Legos and just so unique. And I was, I was instantly hooked. Instantly hooked. And then, of course, you know, the band blew up. And then Hotel Yorba, I love that video as well. And that song, like I said, top three White Stripe song is Hotel Yorba. Fucking love it. So, yeah. Origin Story is pretty much the same, actually. Kind of like our rankings. Bizarre. Exactly same. So, what are, your, uh, what are your initial thoughts on Icky Thump? And then do you have any stinkers or anything like that? What do you got?
1: So, I mean, going going backwards a little bit too, I, I, I didn't fall off of the White Stripes, but I kind of just forgot about them for a while. And for a while, I mean like two years, because when Napoleon Dynamite came out and then the song We Are Gonna Be Friends from the same album that we had just talked about, White Blood Cells, was uh, featured in the in the in the in the movie. And it was like yeah, in yeah. the opening sequence of the movie, and like that movie was came out before we graduated high school, and I still think that movie is hilarious and I love it. It's still so good. Yeah. And it's, it was just such a big part of like our childhood and our high school career, and so how, like hearing the White Stripes again in that movie was just like a huge thing for me. And then being so acoustic driven and like doing camp stuff and singing camp songs, we are gonna we are gonna be friends. Then again became a camp staple after 2004 or 2005, whenever the Napoleon Dynamite came out. I think it was 2005 or four. I don't know. I think it was
0: four. Yeah, I think it was four.
1: But it became a camp staple again. That was like a song we all sang at camp and stuff because it was easy to play and like it was fun. So that kind of like reignited my love for the White Stripes. And then it, it pretty much stayed consistent until after Get Behind Me Satan came out. And that's when I, I tapered off because I just really didn't connect with that album at all. I didn't like it. Like I said, besides Blue Orchid, I just I just think that album is just the most vanilla thing they've ever done. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Um, but right. but first impressions on on Icky Thump is is when it came out, I loved it. Fell off it for a very very long time until friend of the pod Annie was on and we did this album right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: she. The only time she ever came on the pod,
1: but even then, I was I I was blown away by how great it was. But then I still fell off it again. And I, I know and I don't know how. It just it happened twice. I think it's because I was just such I was such on a high from Elephant, and that like Elephant had always just been like my number one because it just took white blood cells and just made it better. But then listening to Elephant this week, I just like they did make it better, kind of. But in 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 doing better it became more processed, which is so Mm. fucking bizarre to even say because of the way that they recorded it. It is not (laughs) processed like at all. But it kind of is more processed than white blood cells. And Icky Thump took kind of the rawness and grittiness of white blood cells and then just, I don't know, the approach of Elephant and put them together and just made something even better. Yeah, yep. So, no, I I don't have any stinkers on this. I do have two songs that I think are okay. One of them being okay. an almost banger, but I do have one for sure. Okay. Song, but, um, Oh no.
0: Oh no. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, I'll go through my, my initial thoughts and then we'll get into the, the, the okay songs. So Icky Thump, I, I kind of stopped following them after white blood cells. And then, uh, blue orchid came out. I remember, I love that song. I saw that video. That's how I was introduced to that song. Cause that video was, kind of popular on MTV, MTV Two, So I watched that video a lot. I loved the song, but, and then I remember listening to get behind me Scene and I just did not care for it. I just thought it was just so boring and dull. And, uh, and then I heard Icky Thump. I heard the song Icky Thump, the title track, uh, when it was released as as the first single. And I thought, wow, it just kind of like blew me. It like took what was really cool about Blue Orchid and just kind of made it even weirder and more high pitched and, a bra- it's, its a very abrasive-sounding song, and it totally drew me in. And and then so when that record came out, I I instantly I downloaded. I didn't buy it. I downloaded it, oh, and damn. I just I fell in love with, with Icky Thump. I, I I think I from right from the get-go, I, I was in love with that record. It was, it's just so good. It's so unique. It is. There's not one song on that album that sounds like the other, and uh, and I I think it's it's fantastic. There's no stinkers for me on on Icky Thump. Uh, there are a few, I mean, every song is good to great. There's not even an okay song. It's good to perfect. That's what it is. Okay. So with that being said, uh, what is your okay song on this one? So
1: like, I think bone broke. It's, it's, okay. it's my, it's my only true, true. Okay. Song.
0: Huh? Interesting. Okay.
1: I think, I think, I mean, if, if I want to just knock it out real quick, I, I think Meg's performance is weird. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense here. I like I like Jack's sort of like offbeat chord hits. I, but it's the chorus. The chorus doesn't doesn't bring it all together. And sometimes, actually, almost all the time with the White Stripes, if you if if Jack is going to write a chorus that's weak, he will supplement it with a phenomenal verse or a killer guitar hook. And true. Bone Broke everything in Bone Broke was just. Never kite, never kite, never quite reached that <laughs> that like apex. It was all just
0: okay. See, what I liked about Bone Broke was was the ups and downs of it. So there were, there were portions of it that were you know fast, really really exciting, white stripes, and then he would he would like throw it halftime, but it was still catchy. It was still had that hook, and I liked the ups and downs of of Bone Broke. I thought it was exciting. It's my six B, so. I definitely don't think it's an okay song. It's better than a good song. It's a banger. I guess okay. But
1: All right. Something I, weird I'm, I'm, happened I'm, too with my my record. I don't know if it was just me or my weckard. My wek- Do I can I'm, I'm like you over here talking <laughs> about fucking pod spoke. Dude, pod, pod, pod talking. Spoke. Man, it's difficult. Yeah, like, yeah my weckard. It's uh, I feel like what, what's that? What's that cartoon? <laughs> the Looney Tunes character. It's like uh, Tweety. I thought I saw a wabbit. No, that's oh not God, is it
0: Tweety. No. Yeah, I no, it's Tweety, Wappy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. Tweety Bird. Well it's like a mi- you're doing like a mixture of Tweety Bird and Elmer Fudd.
1: Because Tweety true. Bird
0: was more was more with A um, Pussycat. I thought yeah, I saw a yeah. Pussycat.
1: I did, I did yeah, you're right. I was yeah, yeah I was mixing but them But you were
0: throwing Elmer Fudd in there as well. They both got big heads. They're pretty much, they, and they're pretty much like the same voice, just ones deeper. Yeah. it's uh, 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 pretty <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> Solid <laughs> solid cartoons. Dude, I love Looney Tunes the best
1: i i mean i don't know bone broke's okay for me i i mean we can get into it if you'd like it's your six no, b no, no, we, no, no, we got plenty no, of other no, b's to, to cover
0: no no let, let's not let's not let's not that okay uh, do, i I'm will say that there's there's one the the most or the least good song on this entire record is uh a martyr for my love for you this to, that to me is just like the most run-of-the-mill mid-tempo song it's not bad at all but just comparing it to everything else it's uh, it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, that's it's just not nearly as exciting.
1: That's a very, very late B. That is not my next B or my my last B, but that's mm-hmm. my second to last B.
0: Yeah, and uh, what I really like on this song though is the organ playing. I'm a sucker for the organ. I have got fucking no idea why, but yeah. <laughs> what What is wrong with you? Like this coming from the guy who loves the harmonica. Love the harmonica. Like the biggest cuck instrument you could ever fucking play. <laughs> that's that's prison instrument. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: I. I. I so there are certain parts of a that I love, like, like just right off the bat, it's almost like we're getting into this sort of Spanish cowboy vibe going on. I
0: don't hear that,
1: dude. It's it, first of all, like the Spanish guitar playing that's very reminiscent of like a Spanish guitar style, and then it's just cowboyed up. There's a lot of twang to it. There's a little some of that type of stuff and. They mesh together really well. But then also, this song is very, very similar to One Last Dance with Mary Jane. I'm getting serious vibes from there.
0: Wait, what song?
1: The Tom Petty song. One last dance with Mary Jane. I'm sure I know it.
0: (laughs) I'm sure I know it, but I can't place it. Oh, dude. Banger of a song. (laughs) All right. All right. Otherwise, yeah, that... So where what does that say for you? Like ten B or something like that? Right? It's
1: yeah. So like at, at a certain point, I stopped doing Bs because I just because I I thought I was like okay, I'm getting to the last part of the album. So I I'm like a martyr for my love is my nine B technically. I'm slowly turning into use my ten B, and that's the one that was almost an okay song. Ooh. So at that point, at that point, I was like okay, all these other songs are just gonna be fucking later Bs. I don't even care anymore. But then like catch out blues and effect and cause came and I was like oh fuck. I'm going to stop labeling these as Bs. So I'll I'll put them in tiers. This is bottom tier B.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: That's fair. A martyr for my love for you is bottom tier B.
0: That's very fair. All right, so so let's kind of get away from the the lower end stuff. Let's yeah. get into let's get into our our biggest B, our BBS. So what do you got for uh, the best song on Icky Thump? <laughs>
1: this, this is my favorite White Stripe song. Like, you do you know what my what my biggest B on this is?
0: It has to be Conquest.
1: No, it's Rag and Bone, baby. If You don't oh, want it, we'll right. keep on yeah, walking. Right. If you want to give that's, it to us, then give it to us. That's, oh, that's I fucking true. love this! And then I found out this week. I don't know how I missed it the first time, but so annoying. You can't even. <laughs> The, the, the Meg part is like non existent on my vinyl. Really, yeah, completely non existent for the most part. It's a little bit Jack, but it's mostly just it's just depressing. The whoever pressed it, the company, the, the record label, whoever decided to do it this way omitted almost all of the talking. What, and that is that's weird. That is why I love this song so much. Is the talking. Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe Jack was just so embarrassed by it. So when he he re, so when he repressed Icky Thump, uh he he omitted it. Cuz I assume it's a third man a third man pressing, right?
1: He's never been embarrassed by anything he's ever done.
0: Well, otherwise he
1: otherwise he wouldn't do so many goddamn Tours albums.
0: Oh. <laughs> or, or no, Dead Weather Or, de- or yeah, or Dead Weather shit too. <laughs> that's far worse than the Tours. But uh but yeah, what was I saying? Rag Shit. and Bone—that's my one B. Yeah. That's I. Just, I don't understand why they, they they would take it out. But like, like I was wondering too. It was. Do you have a third man pressing? Because if you did, it had to have been Jack White who took it out because he's embarrassed. There's no way. I mean, look at my, let me look at my discags. Discags. My discags. <laughs> <laughs> but Rag and Bone—that is—it's not a banger for me. It's yeah, funny. You're
1: fucking stupid. That's why.
0: It's funny, like it's it, it's a skit song. That's what it is. It's a skit.
1: So it it is put out by Third Man, but it's still. I mean, they're still a subsidiary of Warner Brothers. They're still Warner Are Brothers they, is really? is, a, is a distributor of Third Man Records. So,
0: well, they, they they distribute it. They don't. They have nothing to do with the pressing. They just distribute it. I guess I which don't is
1: why. Different. Why would he? That doesn't make any sense. That he would take that out. That's like the feeling well, of he the song. The did. entire, but the no, you don't know that he did. I I don't know how the. What how do you the, mean? It was what do you mean? What, what do I mean? Have you pressed a million band. copies of some shit before? It's, like, it's, are you? It's do his you know band. more than I do for some reason?
0: It's his band. He wrote the song. He recorded the song. He he's in charge of all the pressing. So obviously, it was him who took it out. Yeah, but he's not. Like, like, also, also okay, so so when you press when when a band presses a record, they get a test pressing. And from there, the band or artist, whoever decides, you know, is this a good enough press? Does it does it does it provide what I want? And then they sign off on it. If if this is obviously intentional, there's no way Jack White would sign off on this unless he didn't want it on there.
1: False, because you're missing the point here of the fact that this record never would have been done. The point to be- of the fact that you okay. never this record never would have been done to begin with had Warner Brothers not fronted Jack White and the White Stripes money to record the album anyway. So they do okay. have they do have horses in this race, and so I don't think that you can just do whatever the fuck you want without asking your dad if it's okay. There's just no way. You can't, just press, would, you no, can't no, just press you can't just press whatever the fuck you want just because you think you wrote the song. No, that's not the way makes, it works. No, no, no.
0: But what makes it, what makes even less sense is that on, on all the streaming sites, uh, the the vocals are there, and I feel like if any if if Jack White had full control over anything. He would have full control over the vinyl reissue.
1: But you're just assuming that he thinks it's embarrassing. Like, why would he think that's embarrassing? Well, he, why
0: else would you take it out? There's no other
1: reason. Because maybe Meg, take it Meg out. didn't want it in there. The, 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 for, like, the embarrassing thing is why he does a lot of yeah, things that Meg, are embarrassing. But, that's, also, that's, but
0: also, Meg White. If anything. She has,
1: it, it would be, it Meg would White be has her asking no song, him to take it out.
0: She has no songwriting credit. But it's not about she songwriting has, she credits. Own it's any about. Master of it. no, there's the no
1: pressing way. The pressing I have came out in 2007. So it's okay. a 2007 pressing. The album came out in 2007.
3: Correct. So yes.
1: there's, there's no reason that they would release on, on, on CD and on vinyl two completely different things. That, that makes even less sense. And that makes even less sense because Warner Brothers is now having a heavier hand in 2007 than they do now. If this was a 2021 press, maybe I'd be more inclined to believe you that Jack White took it out personally. But not in 2007. Warner Brothers just gave him a bunch of money to record an album they they have contracts they they you can't just okay, do whatever you that, want with your music just because you wrote the music it's not your fucking music you owe people money they have stake in your game
0: that no you're right so to, but to I just
1: say that jack white took it out because he's embarrassed no there's got to be more to it than that because that's that doesn't the, make any
0: sense the, no what doesn't make sense like i already said is that why why everywhere but the vine or you're pressing at least why everywhere is it that the vocals are all there it's just that vinyl pressing so the the conclusion here would be that jack white probably has more say on the vinyl pressing than anything else he took it out intentionally because he probably doesn't like it that has to be it Nah, i don't think so i don't so. you're fucking nuts you're fucking nuts how you're, you're fucking nuts. You're, you're not even listening to me. That's they, what it is. Dude, they press his record in
1: 2017, 2018, 2015, 2009. There's been so many more pressings. <laughs> it just—it's so bizarre that just in the the year that the album came out, that they're that they're different. And maybe you're right. Maybe he does have more control over the vinyl pressings because at that time, in 2007, nobody wanted to fucking buy vinyl. But to say that he's <laughs> embarrassed of it is just stupid because. Have you seen their videos, especially for this album? They're dumb. Oh, yeah. They're, Have they're you seen what them. Jack White has done during this era and beyond? It's dumb. So to say that he's embarrassed of it, I, I, don't, mm, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd be more inclined to think because the whole I don't the whole reason the White Strikes broke up is because Meg didn't want to do it anymore. So I'd be more inclined to say that the reason it was taken out is because Meg didn't like her voice or didn't want to be on there. And it was just too much and she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to listen to herself. And I, I would be more inclined to think that rather than Jack White was embarrassed because he's not embarrassed by anything, clearly.
0: So I'm, I'm kind of reading, reading a little bit about it real quick. And so, I mean, a lot of, I mean, people obviously have noticed this, um, but I think it's just people are, some people are saying that the vinyl version uh, uses the guide vocal track for the song instead of the final vocal take. Um, and some think it was just like an accident. Yeah, but they use the wrong, the wrong. Exactly, it track. could just
1: be an entire mistake, just because nobody cared about vinyl in two thousand seven the way they do now. So this just could be Warner Brothers just saying, "Yeah, put it out, put it out, put it out," and then everyone else is like, "Well, we should probably like double check and not fuck it. Just put it out. Who cares? I don't give a shit." Like,
3: that's, <laughs> so it says,
0: "Yeah, it says everywhere that that the CD digital uh, there's like a mono version of this record as well, and everything has Meg's voice on it, but." But yeah, the the vinyl version doesn't. But yeah, it does say it's probably because they used a different vocal track.
1: I I also noticed too, and I don't know if it's just me or if it's my record or... Like, I wasn't drinking at all, like, the multiple listens to when I was listening to this, so it can't be fucking me. But on some of the lows, on some of the songs when it's just hit, like, the bass, before it drops back in, because there's a bass hit and then there's a little bit of silence and then it goes back into the music, as it goes back into the music it kind of swells in like all the noise has been like sucked out of your ears on the bass hit and it's slowly yeah. being released back into your ears when the music starts Ooh, like again.
0: That. Well that that was another thing I wanted to mention on this this record too. What I really noticed you can hear a lot of hiss, a lot of just like background noise that normally okay, or not yeah. normally that would usually be taken out of of a mix because they want people want everything to be perfect. John Feldman um they want it to be you know squeaky clean and gross sounding so there's no hiss there's no there's no just like imperfection but th- this has all of that and it i don't know may- maybe maybe that's me being pretentious but i i, I like it i, I like that it, it gives it a flaw and I, I i enjoy that a lot i like the weirdness of it i mean that's so that's
1: what they that's what they do best and when they're trying to do it and, and it's it's all deliberate. It's not like they it's unintentional. It's completely deliberate. And and well, yeah, especially that's the way you their record. sound. That's but that's their sound from day one. Since their first mm-hmm. album came out, they have been they have prided themselves on sounding on sounding garage rock, but like literally being recorded in a garage but not sounding like shit. Something that really no band has ever achieved that kind of mainstream success for sure or even just like on record, sounding that, that bad, but also really polished and good. <laughs> and the White Stripes have, yeah. just, have just fucking
0: dominated that sound. They did, they did an amazing job. So let's play a little bit of Rag and Bone, then we'll talk about the lyrics, and then I, I do want to talk about, obviously, some more songs, and then we could talk about the uh, kind of the production and, and how it was recorded. So here's a, here's a little bit of the song. I don't even have anything queued up. This is fucking wonderful. A fucking blast. Everything is wonderful now. Okay, so here's a rag and bone from the White Stripes.
3: Rag bone! Rag and bone! And bone. Meg, look
2: at this place. something over there Do something with them will make something out of them, mm-hmm. make some money out of them at least.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey,
2: if you ain't gonna use it, just give it to us. We'll give it a home. Well, I have to got some shiny for me. anybody got a Christmas tree. You
0: there you go, Rag and Bone from the White Stripes. According to Jeff, it's the best song on the record. Which, ah, Jesus, ah. <laughs> I unmuted for those ones. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did to be fucking annoying.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you unmuted for that one too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so yeah, Rag and Bone. There yeah. you go from the White Stripes, and of course you love the lyrics. You always say that one line. Oh, you it's want to give it to me? I'll take
1: it. You don't want to? You want to keep on walking?
0: All the time, man. It's it, all the time with you with that stupid line.
1: It's dude. Like if there's ever a song to take you out of the song and put you into a different world, it's like this song. Especially now because the vinyl thing is still a new thing for for me and us. But yeah, I've been a junk collector for quite some time, and I'm very. <laughs> As Elaine tells George, I'm very careful with money. And so Mm -hmm. I have no problem buying. There's certain things I won't buy. Socks, underwear, mattresses at yard sales or thrift stores. But everything else is fucking fair game. And I have no problem (laughs) buying everything used, hand-me-down. And my new favorite thing is going around during bulky item pickup and seeing what our neighbors got. See what they're throwing out for bulky item pickup. I find a (laughs) lot of good stuff, man. I I'm sure you do, yeah. I believe it. So the song, the song just like takes you out of uh, out of your mindset and, and throws you into and they're, like they're not actors, Megan and Jack. They're not fucking they're no not actors no. here. But the way they interact with each other is truly special, and they've had that bond for quite some time. And then this song specifically is just, it, and it, it takes you out and puts you into that that thing of you're talking to somebody, you're sitting there next to them as they're negotiating for, you know the. Beat up China. They're trying to bite, 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 bites. Yes. <laughs> and then it's got a killer fucking hook. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, I don't know it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: very, um, very ZZ Top sounding. The musically, it's very ZZ Top sounding.
1: Like Lagrange. Yeah. How's the song? Go? Yeah. <laughs>
0: wait, no, it's um. Wait, how's the song go? No. Oh my God. Mm. Now, now I can't even think because yeah, this song has obscured my, uh, it has my thoughts. It's
1: taken over ZZ Top LaGrange. That's, I mean, that's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm happy with that.
0: <laughs> but the, the, the premise the, lyrically on this song, it's so silly. It's, it's just so weird. Like, like you said, it's, it's about junk collectors and them going around to different houses, mansions, looking for stuff. And then I, I think I read it where they were supposed to be like British people going around as junk collectors, but, Neither of them have anything close to a British accent or an English accent. I should say Yeah,
1: they're both like plain old white people from Detroit. Yeah. They're fucking run of of the mill.
0: You hear some like Southern, like a little bit of Southern in Jack White's voice. Otherwise there's zero English accent for him or them. Yeah. That's, that's so stupid. This song is so weird, man.
1: Rag and bone man, junk collectors, fucking bone grubbers.
0: Rag pickers. Your, uh, your, your idols. That, let's just say oh, that. I
1: love them. I, I, dude, I, love, I love digging through people's shit and buying it for like pennies on the dollar. Pennies, yeah. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Rag and Bone is just... Do. God, dude, this is such a great bluesy number.
0: It is. It love is really it. good. Perfect buildup.
1: Perfect fucking buildup.
0: It, it is a really good song, but it's not a banger.
1: You're crazy. You're fucking insane. If you if this is not a banger for you, like truly, it's not
0: a banger. It's not. I already told you, it's not.
1: Your brain fell out of your head on
0: the floor and got dirty because you're stupid right now. I don't know. (laughs) What is your one B? Fell on the floor and got dirty. (laughs) My uh, my one B is conquest. Hmm. Or uh, we we actually started the show with conquista. If you didn't know, the Spanish version of conquest. Uh, Very. uh, very strange, for for them to do, but interesting. Did you listen to the mariachi version too? Yeah, it was cool, right?
1: It's fucking fantastic. I don't. It was I don't really.
0: I never heard that version until this week.
1: I don't like the Conquista version. I only like I it because it. it's in Spanish. But he does a really shitty Spanish. It's just not very good. And the well, what do you expect? he's from fucking Detroit. I know, but like, just even even how everything hits like the syllable, how many syllables are in certain words and it just doesn't translate that oh, well. So funny and everything, it just seems rushed and it's just, it, it seems gimmicky, but the mariachi yeah. version is absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah. He he sings it in English, but it is mariachi style. Uh, but I will say about conquista real quick before we move on from that. I do like how rushed it is and I love how amateur it sounds. I, I it gives it the, like this really fun, charm like like jack white never really seems like he's having a good time no i've never seen him Um, smile no it's same here i've never ever i mean he fucking hung out with jimmy page in that documentary not one smile no he did smile once i think
1: pissed off that the edge was there the whole time
0: yeah he was exactly i was pissed at that i was honestly pissed that the edge was there too like get a fucking real name you know don't that's that's not even cool he was just
1: there because it was his movie like that's the only reason that he was invited because he made the movie but even then it was, it was, it was a game time decision.
0: It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Conquista. I, I, I love the rush part. Like in the, there, there's that one part where it's just him like singing really, really fast. Cause he's trying to fit all the words into that one, that one bar right there. It's so funny. It makes me laugh every time I hear it. I love it.
1: Yeah. No, for like for that, I think it's a great rendition I'm happy it's not. It didn't like make the cut or whatever. It was like an afterthought, but yeah. I do wish it was on my vinyl because there's room for it. I do wish it was there, but I understand it was 2007. That's not a big deal. <laughs>
0: I'm mad about <laughs> it though. All right. So yeah, Conquest. That that's my that's my one B. Okay. Um, let's talk about about it musically. I love the trumpets in it. It's a very fun, fast-paced song. I. Dude, I, I, I think it's—I think it's a perfect song. Honestly, it's a—it's per, a perfect song. It's their second best song, ever. Yeah, second best song ever. So, it's uh its quite a banger. And there's no—they've never done a song that sounds like Conquest, right? Yeah, there's nothing that sounds like it. I mean, but that—that's true. That's true. But that's only
1: because they've never done an album that sounds like this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yeah.
1: And they've never done an album that sounds like uh, get behind me Satan. That was bad. Yeah, true, 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 true. But no, like Conquest is just there's so many things about this that I think are so fucking weird. Like Conquest is my three B. And
0: why are you you're acting like you hate it? No, I this
1: is top tier banger you're doing right now. This is I d I don't see I don't want But wanna, you're acting like you hate it. This is an album that I don't want to rank as i I'm just again, this is top tier B. This is top tier <laughs> banger for me. And right. there's just so many things that are fucking weird about this. This song is extremely broken up. It's very choppy. Everything about the song is in some sort of like staccato presentation. And it's mm-hmm. very aggressive in it's storytelling. And nobody, I shouldn't say nobody. It's very, very difficult to pull off yelling conquest like Jack does if you can't <laughs> sing. And Jack can Curdle. really Curdle. sing but he fucking pulls it off. And that's weird. Like yelling conquest like that, when you're Mm. alone, when you're hitting those notes and now all of a sudden the music has stopped and you're by yourself singing in front of the world. (laughs) Damn. Like how? Yeah. I I don't know. It, It shouldn't work. It really shouldn't work. This song should not work. It's, I think the song is super choppy and it's fucking bizarre. And I think Jack does not have a great voice. Even for like a bluesman, I don't think he has like a great unique voice. I just think that him and his guitar, like Bradley and his guitar, he was just he's very connected with the way he plays guitar. Yeah. But this one, that, dude, yelling conquest, I mean. he's on his own. There's
0: nobody there. But it kind of makes it okay because knowing the White Stripes and knowing how Jack White is, you you kind of just like if you come into this blindly never hearing the White Stripes in your entire life, the song would probably really suck. But knowing that it's the White Stripes, it it you give it a lot of passes you give them a lot of passes honestly or we do because nothing about this band is perfect but there there's just enough uniqueness and talent and and just i guess honesty would might be a word that we could use for this he's just jack white is super fucking talented and he's not the greatest at anything but he's really good at a lot of things i think so.
1: i think that's like a good way to put these guys he's like calculated failure is is what they are. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. No, it is cuz he's not a good singer and Conquist sounds like shit even when he sings it live. Like you know he's a fucking shit singer. It's not good. It sounds off. And even in Conquista like it's bad. <laughs> but yeah but, but then, it's then we, calculated we, bad. we talk it's about Tom Belong
0: and how, mad he, how amazing he is. Like,
1: just think, about, just think about the only time, the only other time that it's just been Jack singing with really no instruments has been like Little Room, and it was just percussion. Mm-hmm. And then even yeah. halfway through that song, he does like the. <laughs> so he masks like his own bad singing with just gibberish. And this is like truly the only time where he's had a moment to shine and really belt something out. And not only does he kind of fail at it, but a calculated fail, but then they re-record it and he does it in Spanish and fucks it up even worse. <laughs> calculated Lord. failure. Like it's so it's
0: so ballsy, it's so good. It is. Charming almost. Yeah. And and I don't even I don't like using that word for him because I don't think he's a charming person. But I think conquista is one of those those rare examples where I could say that. And feel good about saying that.
1: It's almost like everybody finally realized that Jack White sucks as a singer, and then he's like, "Oh, really? Well, check this out. It's even worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's let, let's double down on that.
1: <laughs> That's so cool.
0: It is pretty rad. I, I love I love all three versions. I think all three versions are are great. So yeah, Conquest lyrically on this one, uh, what I got at least it, it it's about him being a womanizer, and then he finally meets his match, and then. The roles are reversed. Like she's treating him how he once treated women, and because he's completely fallen head over heels for her, and he'll do whatever, whatever she wants. And it's an interesting idea. You don't see that a lot, I guess. In, uh, in emo music, pop punk music, or anything like that, it's more about woe is me, you know. So I like that.
1: It's dude. This song is so bizarre because, yes, that's like exactly what it's about. It's about a guy who fucking bangs girls for the sole sake of conquering them and asserting mm-hmm. like some type of trophy notch on the old belt type of thing as a uh, what you would say in, in wedding crashers <laughs> yeah i didn't wear a belt <laughs> <laughs> but then at, at, at i didn't the f- wear a belt. At, at the end he is finally conquered and they but but even yeah. that that's such like an antiquated thing to even speak of right like you shouldn't be conquering relationships. And regardless if like, the woman finally gets one over on the man, that nobody should be conquering anybody in relationships. But yeah. the biggest takeaway is it's written by a woman. The song was originally oh, yeah, written by a woman. Corky Robbins. That's not even that real mm-hmm. names. Corky Robbins.
0: No, no, but. You never heard of
1: it. <clears throat> oh, the, yeah. This was.
0: Pod talking was hard for you for a moment. Was it? What did yeah. I say? What did I say? You, you, you mixed up your W's and R's, so it. Corky Robbins? Yeah. No, before you said that it was like it was written by you said I think you said it was like it was written by, and then you because you, you were cause you were preparing for the for her name, so you kind of messed up with the W's and uh-huh. R's, but that's fine.
1: Oh, Christopher yeah. Wobbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it was written by it was written by a woman, and I there's not much <laughs> on her, but it's uh, it's interesting to see that not only was this written by a woman a long time ago, and so those roles are reversed. But as far as I could tell, this woman is in no way, shape, or form Hispanic or Spanish. No, I think she was... Anything.
0: She was African-American, right? No, I think it was Margaret Bosworth. Yeah, that's, that doesn't have to be a white name. She's fucking white. So they Was she white? Look at any... Bosworth. I'm I'm trying to look her up real quick. I feel... Oh, yeah, she is white. You're right.
1: You're right. The, the, only, you're the, right? Only, the only Bosworth I know is, some, is a... Is a what's that guy's name fucking he played 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 football white dude played football
0: oh i i don't know the
1: boss come on you know the fucking bosworth i I have no idea no idea that's the only bosworth i know he's a football player Oh, Kate bosworth come on the
0: surfer oh yeah okay okay yeah surfer she was an actress (laughs) she was in a surfing movie yeah
1: she surfed what are you talking about she she surfed she learned how to surf for the movie (laughs) Oh
0: my god, dude! You're yeah, I don't know any
1: Bosworth African American Bosworth. Get out of here, Bosworth is a white guy name. Or Corky <laughs> Bosworth, a white girl name. Actually, I thought Corky Bosworth or Corky Robbins was a boy, because Corky seems like yeah, a Corky a guy's does name. seem
0: like a, a guy. Yeah, absolutely. She died in 1967. Wow. Yeah, how far? How did he, how did Jack White even find this song? She. He, I mean, everything I've seen about him, he he's always into this like obscure stuff. Like she. I don't know. I mean, she has like nothing, on, barely anything on Wikipedia for what that's worth. But yeah, it's weird. Brian Didn't Bosworth,
1: you know? my God.
0: No, oh, it took you long enough to look that up.
1: Yeah, it's going to bother me. Dude, he's been in a ton of movies too. Brian Bosworth, the boss. I don't know.
0: I don't know. All right. Anyway, back to, back to Conquest. Uh, we got anything else on this? Should we move on to your 2 B?
1: No, yeah, I'm good. You're good. good. Okay, so what what do you got for your two B? My two B. You probably hate this one. Oh God! But Little Cream Soda, right before Rag and Bone. I think the one-two punch. Boom,
0: boom. That's good. Wait, why don't you think I would like this?
1: I don't know because it's it's like their first couple albums. It's stripped down.
0: I don't know, kind of basic. Little Cream Soda is their two B. I know. That's what I just said. And it's also my two B. Oh. But it's yeah. It's, this is this is a great song.
1: It's 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 got like their iconic easy listening first three album, The White Stripes, type feel to it. It's heavy, it's riff heavy, it very heavy, and it's just like straightforward garage rock. It's got a little edge to it, and but it's, it's those, super it's polished. those high
0: those high pitched notes, guitar notes, that really just kind of sets it apart and. Oh, my God, dude, that, that's that's the best part of the song It's it's how he, he what's the word? Oh, my God. When you're playing the guitar, what's the word when you're, I guess, tapping.
1: Yeah, that did, did, did know, like those little things. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that little thing like he does it like on the on the third and fourth. And oh, it's so good. The song is so good. I don't yeah. know why you thought I thought I would hate it. It doesn't make any because sense.
1: Because it sounds like their first three albums.
0: But way better. You hate their first three albums. Way better. Way better. Way better.
1: I, I, I mean it's it's just more polished, but it's 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 it. This That's is a definite. Better. This is a definite deliberate throwback to the early days.
0: I mean, I guess yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little but bit. This is
1: this is completely a throwback. But to it the early but it days. has but it
0: has enough of the the flair of this record, like the weird flair of this record, and so it, just it really polished. sets it apart. But, it's, but not, it's not just the polished it's, it's, not it's weird. the little nuance it's th- there's some little nuances on this song that that set it apart from anything they did on the first three records
1: the Especially o- the first two records The only the only different the only like thing I would think maybe would be weird about this is I think he's matching the guitar with the claviolin sound the the instrument what is that It's like a fucking it's like a mini keyboard that just attaches into like a Vox amp
0: Oh, okay. When you
1: play it, it sounds super dope, and I would really like to have one. Now, I'm going to look (laughs) out for them now when I go to, like, rummage sales. and When I'm I'm ragging bone in it. C-L-A-V-O.
0: Let's see. Like, Valvoline?
1: V-I-O-L-I-N-E.
0: And then C-L-A-V-I.
1: Okay. Clavioline. Clavioline. Oh,
0: okay. I've seen these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what these are.
1: There's like a thousand instruments that look just pretty much like a half size keyboard, and they're <laughs> called like a thousand different fucking names. But this one has a distinctive sound, and that's that's like the icky thump sound, like this in, in the song icky thump. I haven't even got into yet, but that's that's what that is. That's what that instrument is.
0: It looks like they, um, like this is a like this is one of those those instruments that they don't they've never really reproduced in modern times. Like you can only really get it like an original vintage one from what it looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I'm, I'm
1: sure like every keyboard now has a clavioline setting on it and call it a day. But yeah. I, think, I think it's just cool that it looks like it hooks directly up into like an amp. And
0: well, it looks yeah, it looks like it's connected to an actual speaker. That's what it looks like. But I'm sure you could plug it into fucking whatever or mod it to whatever you want so you can plug it into something else.
1: Yeah, it looks cool. Sounds cool
0: yeah it does it, it definitely does because it, it's more it's more higher pitched than than a normal keyboard or definitely higher than an organ or anything like that it's almost like like clown like it's almost like vaudeville or clown sounding it's, it's a, cool uh, it's, it's a cool tone
1: it's a weird distinctive sound that you don't hear a lot and it really shines in icky thump and like that, that's that's why that track is so good because it kind of dictates the rest of the album mm-hmm. but you don't you don't hear the instrument that often. You don't hear that sound because it's... Like, what do you do with it? You can't do anything yeah. with it.
0: Well, because it's something that could clearly get very annoying very fast. It's so aggressive.
1: Like, you can't do yeah. anything with it. But they made it's, an entire it album stands it. stands
0: out from everything. It stands out from everything. So that's probably why you never hear it. Because <laughs> it's uh, it can be very... It could be very obnoxious in the wrong setting. But otherwise, yeah, no. Little Cream Soda is... Dude, it is a true, true banger. So... I'm going to play a little bit of it and then we can get into the lyrics and then move on from there. Sound okay. good? Okay. Okay, here we go. A little cream soda from The White Stripes. you go little cream soda from the white stripes second best song on the record truly truly a banger oh man i love it i just his guitar tone like we were talking about before his guitar tone is so just so nice it's
1: it's like perfect it's so it, fucking it is good perfect. it has play, the
0: perfect amount of warmth and just
1: he could play any uh, style of music with that tone and it would be fine
0: yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, doesn't have a ton of low end, but it's it's okay. Like it, it's 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 twangy, just the right enough amount of twang and overdrive. I don't know, man, and fuzz. It's it's, dude. This tone is one of the yeah, honestly, it's one of like the greatest tones in music. Uh, it, it's truly up there.
1: I I I totally agree. That's why there was a movie about it. It was put yeah. on by a, <laughs> a guy who sucks at the guitar, but he doesn't suck. He's not. He shouldn't have been there, yeah. but no, the, no. the whole tone aspect of it—the the pursuit of tone—I guess—if you wanted to
0: say—embarrassing <laughs> documentary, yeah. If you don't know, but like when when Jack White started playing guitar, he he bought like an like a plastic, literally a plastic guitar from I think it was Sears, if I'm not mistaken, for you know forty dollars when he was a kid, or his parents bought it for him when he was a kid, and he I think he recorded the entire first record, or maybe first two records on that guitar. Montgomery oh, Ward, oh Montgomery Ward, there you go, close enough.
1: That just sounds like an old person yeah. get t- or department store that is probably
0: not around now. Yeah, it's like it's like you know when you watch a Christmas story, the movie, yeah. and <laughs> yes, it's like they, the store they go in when they go uh, visit Santa. Yep, and, and that's that's the fucking story, you know? Exactly, gone. <laughs> I think it was around when we were kids, right? I think probably. it closed down in the nineties. I think it closed in the nineties, but yeah no it's it's uh it's pretty wild you know he gets such a a unique tone and records with like you get these fucking bands who record with a fifty thousand dollar guitar you know look at fucking um uh from kirk hammett from metallica he's using peter green's old guitar you know that guitar goes for probably a hundred thousand dollars now and he records metallica records with it and the tones on those metallica records aren't you know they're they're good whatever but Fucking Jack White has a forty dollar guitar from Montgomery, plastic guitar from Montgomery Ward, and records two records with it. It's, I mean, it just it
1: shows like how truly like subjective not just music is, but also tone. And and there's a lot of instances where where bands will use like PV, for instance, like a lot of non metal rock bands, a lot of country people will use PV, PV amps and and equipment because they have such a sharp intense sound and like my pvm has a, an enormous amount of game built into it so i almost don't need any kind of effects but mm-hmm. i don't play that type of music i don't even like that type of music i don't like aggressive metal stuff so i think this like subjective the subjectivity of tone itself is always fun to get into and it's the mm-hmm. it's the airline the, the the montgomery ward airline guitars what jack used that red one with oh, okay the yeah the white red pit and white guard one. yeah it yeah. was just this beat up piece of shit that he clearly modified and probably oh yeah
0: put new pickups in all
1: kinds there's of shit, more sure. new stuff than there are original stuff it at that point <laughs> yeah. maybe even like the body had some work done to it so but like that's that's what he used and that's that's why or that's what people do when they start bands is they use whatever they can and that's what gives the white stripes their their authenticity is they're doing things that i could do and speaking mm-hmm. from like a, a beginner musician, you start a band like, oh shit, let's play seven nation army because we can, because he did it. Yeah. And there's only fucking two of them. Like we <laughs> can do it too. And that's like, that's what really drives music is to have the younger generation think and believe that they can do it. That they can, they can accomplish something.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's yeah, that, that's
1: like, that's, that's what's missing now. There's not a whole lot of that. There's not a whole lot of inspiration for the younger generation to pick up a guitar why should they pick up a guitar when they can just look on TikTok? Like, why should they pick up anything when they can just get on a computer and do it?
0: There's but it's not only that. I, I think it's also when you go onto YouTube or what TikTok, you know, Instagram, and you see, you know, these guys playing guitar, these guys playing drums or whatever, and they're like these, these, you know, fucking prodigies, you know? And some kid who has never played a, on a drum kit before sees these guys playing these crazy fucking things, he's going to see that and and then want to try to play that and then instantly be discouraged because that's like the young generation is all on YouTube. I mean, you have two kids and they're always on YouTube. So that's all they're like, so if your kids were really into music, that's all they would see would be these like prodigy kids. So the instant they go to try to play an instrument, they want to play like that. And then they can't do it. You just, you can't do it when these kids are that good. And I, I can't imagine how discouraged you must be. Yeah, or as as a kid, you know, you, I can't imagine that. And because, there's
1: there's no backups. Yeah. There's no backups. I literally started playing guitar because of "Eruption," they had the Van Halen song. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. That was that was the one minute long song that got me to start to want to play the guitar. And yeah. then it became like a whole camp thing. And then I found out other music and folk music and and playing the acoustic guitar. But "Eruption" was it. And I mean, it took me five minutes to realize that I would never do that. But that's fine because there's a middle ground. But now, yeah. I mean... I,
0: it's hard to find that middle ground nowadays.
1: Because there is no middle ground. The middle ground is either you ha- you are a prodigy on YouTube and all you literally do is just sit there in front of a fucking computer screen and practice, 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 which is great. Or the other hand is you have these massive people like Phoebe Bridgers or Billie Eilish who can play the guitar, but really all they're doing is just what like Neil Young did you know, for still to this day, he does 50 fucking mm-hmm. years. And so there's no middle ground. There's no, there's no cool, like big punk band that's sweeping the nation. There's all these festivals, but they're always headlining by the older guard. Like there's yeah, no new true. people coming up. Like the bomb pops is really the old, and that's probably even like really regional because a lot of the, a lot of the big festival tours that are going on in the Midwest and further East, like they're not really, they're built on them sometimes, but they're not built
0: high enough to really make an impact. Yeah.
1: And so there's just no, I don't know, there's no one to look up to. Yeah,
0: it's like, cause, because the, the reason why I wanted to start play to play guitar was because of Green Day, because of Dookie. That that album changed everything for me, and that, that's what made me want to pick up a guitar. And, But yeah, nowadays, like you said, it's like Green Day, when, when Green Day blew up on, with Dookie, they, I mean, they were everywhere. Like everybody, every part of the country, everything they were just everywhere. But I mean, it was different that back then because MTV dictated what was going to be popular and what wasn't on a national level. But yeah, nowadays it's, 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 it's it's way more difficult because there's so much access. There's just access to everything. And, there's and not, it sucks.
1: There's no like band of the people, even Green Day, Green Day, their, their, their songs resonated with us, with anyone plus or minus seven years, their 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 lyrics held true Whereas mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of I don't know There's a lot of Bands that are huge That don't like resonate with You Just angsty youth Other than Just whining <laughs> Just like Whining for no fucking <laughs> reason Than just to whine And Green Day yeah. whined I mean god damn like, is all about whining
0: No yeah it's all whining But it's It's but presented
1: it was, in, a, in a Kind of like a Fuck you attitude Whereas, Yeah it was also
0: It was also presented in like I did this to myself. There's really nobody else to blame but me. I'm lazy. Like it's, it's more self deprecating, but nowadays I feel like a lot of lyrics are like, let's blame everybody else. Let's bring, let's blame. I mean, green day did it, did blame society and everything, but it was more, it was more self deprecating than anything else. And kind of understanding like you're like, I'm kind of stupid. I'm kind of a piece of shit. Blaming yourself and taking responsibility for your actions for what your your lifestyle you know but i feel nowadays it's it's the opposite of that it's let's blame everybody else which you know there's some merit to that but to base your an entire career on that your entire life on that it's it's annoying honestly it's fucking annoying it
1: is it is annoying and it's just it's sad to see that there's no there's no idols to look, to look up to. And like, I, I don't say idols be like, everyone needs to be Van Halen or everyone needs to be Jimmy Page. But yeah, like there was a lot of really good guitarists that were from band, like Billy Joel, like green is another really good example. Like Billy Joel is, is a fucking fantastic guitarist Yeah. that yeah. I didn't even know about until Nimrod era of them. And like watching live videos and like, holy fuck, like he can shred.
0: So these no, are, I know. Yeah.
1: These, these are like, like, rock gods in in essence but at that time they were still kind of up and coming and a lot of this has to do with mtv and and how we consume media nowadays as opposed to in the 90s and 2000s but i just i don't think kids have anybody to look up to
0: these days yeah i think the the one of the few bands like you know in in the heavy music world punk world that band that that younger bands that people kind of look up to would be which i don't really care for is like trivium i mean i i think they're trash but a lot i mean that band is huge people fucking love that band but i think they're like one of the most boring metal bands to ever exist but they they play they they headline these big ass festivals especially in the midwest but i feel like trivium avenge sevenfold when it comes to like newer heavier acts even though Avenger Sevenfold... Even Trivium has been around for at least 15 years. Avengers have been around for over 20 years now. Dude,
1: Trivium's for sure been around, if not the 90s, then definitely early 2000s. Like I think been it was like
0: roughly 2003, two, Damn maybe near 20 years. Yeah. So they're, they're they're old, but they're still younger than your Metallica's, you know, fucking... I don't know. Uh, even I don't, Rolling Stones. I don't know. <laughs> they, there's they're, they're just so many... There's so little new bands still kind of trying to make it big. I feel. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, it's from, we're it's
1: frustrating. We just finished the two thousand two thousands, or two thousand tens. Like every every decade, kind of has like their thing, mm-hmm. and then two thousand two thousand ten kind of had this thing, but two thousand ten to two thousand twenty, we just barely got out two thousand twenty. So, it was a couple more years until we can fully say, but. Like what the fuck did we have? Like what did 2010 and 2020 have?
0: I mean, it was it was mostly electronic electronic music, pop music or hip hop music or rap music. That's really what it that's what dominated the the last decade was that stuff. And there was no none there of were which, no real rock bands.
1: And none of which aside from people that have already been doing it prior to that, none of which and this is clearly subjective, none of which is going to go down in history as being game changing as being True.
0: Iconic enough to maybe to
1: alter a generation. As much well, as we hate the Sex Pistols, that's what they did.
0: Well, maybe as like a guy like like Drake. I mean, I don't like him. I don't like his music. I think it's, his music's terrible. But what he I he mean, didn't do anything for music, especially hip hop. But when he, I mean, okay, maybe yeah, maybe what he he didn't really do anything musically. But like the records he set and and what he did for just I guess popular music in general. Like he was one of the best selling artists of the decade, if not the biggest well, selling artist of the and decade. And also,
1: don't forget that Drake, we're the same age, so Drake has been making music since like, I mean, like mixtapes and stuff since mid-2000s, but yeah, didn't but really he'd... come out until 2010, yeah. Yeah. But he had been around.
0: He had been around, yeah, but still.
1: But I don't think that he's, he's, he's setting any, I mean, yeah, just because you sell X amount of records, yes, you are technically setting a record, but I don't think he's progressing music forward in a way that even like Run the Jewels has been doing. The Beastie Boys did that yeah. the Sex Pistols did that fucking
0: A C Easy. Well even like Run the Jewels, they they didn't really they never really did anything revolutionary or different. They just did did that style perfect. You know, they they didn't create anything new. It's just the music is so good and that's okay. Like they're one of the best of, of, when it comes to conscious hip hop, they're one of the best. I mean, they're a strictly
1: 2010s era band. Like that is, they've only done that.
0: No, it's true. But in doing that,
1: yes, they have, they have now made it 100% okay to write a really, really good album. And then also interpolate societal issues that are very, very difficult to talk about. And it happens, but but it's never, it's very, very rare where you get both of those things. True, and Run True. the jewels get it four times.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> four times in seven years. Yeah, yeah. pretty remarkable. It's unbelievable, pretty remarkable. And I just looked it up. Trivium, the the band formed in nineteen ninety nine, but oh their first God. record, their first record didn't come out till two thousand
1: three. Yeah, so dude, they've been there for twenty fucking years. I follow yeah. as Jared Dean's guy online. I think he plays for the band now. And does he really
0: play with them now?
1: No, yeah. I think he's like a touring musician. Which he's Let's a really good guitarist and, and No he
0: is but he's uh, But he's one of those guys that doesn't seem like He can write a good song He's just a really fucking good guitar player So he's not He's not listed as a, as a band member At least on their wiki So he might be a tr- uh, touring
1: Maybe he's a long con Maybe he's just uh, fooling me on his, on, his, maybe, on his Facebook
0: Maybe he is actually The leader of Trivium yeah, The biggest cool. long con of them all Never know, but yeah, I don't. That, I don't understand the the singer, guitar player. Like, I don't. I don't think there's anything that great about Trivium, right? Am I crazy? No, Trivium's fucking
1: just boring heavy metal, and when I say heavy metal is just by design heavy. I don't think it's actually like heavy. I don't think I, I feel the way I I feel about like even even when not that I'm a new Metallica man, but even when I listen to the first four, including like Justice, right? Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel that way for any Trivium song I've ever heard. Yeah. It's just not heavy. This is, it's not. It's not intense. No, you're right. It's it really isn't. I mean, just because you play low open strings doesn't like automatically make you heavy. <laughs> it's very true. I think that's what they. I don't know.
0: Okay. So Fuck it. Em. You're right, Jared Dines. Jared Deans, He he's the he is the touring guitar player for uh, for um, Trivium trivia trivia but it, then it shows howard jones is also a touring vocalist okay but wait this doesn't make any fucking sense
1: so are they just like making a new band now or
0: no? so it says in 2018 <laughs> i don't know this is really bizarre so in 2018 howard jones and jared dines or deans replaced matt heffy or Hefi. how you pronounce his name they replaced him on for an entire tour so they essentially replaced the singer and lead guitar player uh, in the band for one tour. Cause that's I think, weird. Because I, I think that
1: they met, like they all met, because I think that Jared was in a band, some like like metal like slash metalcore supergroup fucking thing, and that dude from Killswitch was in it, and
0: that yeah Howard Jones yeah
1: yeah, and that's how like they, they met, and then okay. I think. Because that, that, I don't know. I don't know. Like some nuclear blast fucking Azalea Dying record label <laughs> band.
0: Oh, man. And then that last Azalea Dying song, so bad.
1: Pretty pretty woof. Pretty woof.
0: Yeah. Anyway, let, let's get back. to. Yeah. we really went off topic yeah. on this one. We sound like let's old get back We sound to like old, old men. men.
1: Oh, these kids don't fucking know what good music <laughs> is. Green Day. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> no, but
1: for real. all you younger kids, your music sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, for the most part, it fucking blows. Fucking
1: what, blows. Uh, what was, what was, you, what was what, you what's what
0: your 3B? 3Bs. It's your 3B. What do you got for your 3B? 3B was
1: Conquest, right? Let me just scroll up. I don't know if it was. It's like, I mean, that was yeah,
0: my 1B. 3, 3B was Conquest for me. Okay. So then uh, we already talked about that one and Conquista and all that good stuff. Yeah, well. So well. let's get into my 3B, and that is Icky Thump, the Thump. title the title song. It's my four what B. is this one? That's your four B. Okay. Uh, I did. I didn't notice until this week that there is no chorus in the song. No. It's. <laughs> I had no idea. Classic. No fucking idea. Classic
1: blues. Dude, just classic. Let's just tell a story. Let's just go from verse to verse to verse.
0: Yeah. It was. Uh, I. I just love the song. I love the chaos of this song. I love how. I mean, his guitar tone, which we've obviously talked about extensively. And just kind of how ear piercing and almost obnoxious it can be, but it works so well for him and in this band. So, Icky Thump, man, that it totally—like I said before, this 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 was the song, the first song I heard from this record. I saw the video for it, and it instantly drew me in because I had no idea. I mean, I, obviously, Blue Orchid kind of has weird, the weird high pitched sounds and, and weirdness to that song, but nothing compared to what Icky Thump did. And it's it's so unique for the band and so different. I love it. I fucking love it. So, what do you think?
1: Yeah. What What really What really surprised me about Icky Thump, the title track this week, was his songwriting. Is how he can rhyme so many fucking words, especially just in the first verse when he's rhyming the thump with just so many things. The thump, and then thunk, and then drunk, but then. <laughs> The ending the sentence on a wagon to Mexico, and then chump bump, and they just like though like the the amount of rhymes that he's doing that are that are on they're the not back even burner. Like good rhymes.
0: They're not even good rhymes though. But they're not
1: the they're not in the foreground. They're ba- they're background rhymes. They're they're they're, mm-hmm. they're they're rhymes that he's doing just to get to another rhyme. But then like the rhymes where you think that you you're ending on each like sentence if if you're trying to like follow along. He doesn't rhyme those. He, he, like, purposely omits having, like, a good rhyme, like, Mexico, radio, and then Espanol, <laughs> microphone. Like, those are the four rhymes that should be hitting the hardest. And they hit. The way he sings them, they hit. Mm-hmm. But, like, really, really gets me are, like, the thump rhymes. And, like, those those secondary rhymes, just in the first verse we're talking here, there's, like, ten of yeah. them. And it's just... It's unbelievable. And then you add that to the fact that he's just rushing through this entire song, like verbally. <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't know what the fuck he says half the time. I didn't it's know what he like, said until this week.
0: It's almost like he's like a beat poet in this song. That That's how he's delivering it. Like a beat poet. It, it's just like, just one thing after the other. No real, not a lot of pauses except between the verses.
1: It's it's that, that stream of consciousness thing. Yeah. Bob Dylan did it a lot, but... Uh,
0: that's what it oh. is It's, it's good Jack stuff Jack White did it better Yeah <laughs> It is really good stuff It is uh, Should we play a bit of it And then get more into the music and lyrics What do you think? Yeah Yeah of course Here we go This is Asinine Radio The greatest pod in the world So here's uh, here's Icky Thump The title track from The White Stripes You go, icky Thump, the title track from Mickey Thump. Mickey Thumps. Ah, oh, man, it's so good. He, what, what I like so much about this song too is the, how seamlessly he goes from his guitar playing, the high pitched guitar playing, straight into the um,
1: what is that instrument called again? The uh, cl- uh, clav clavioline.
0: Clavioline. Yeah, it's it's so so seamless. I I I think it's. The layering on this this particular song i think is absolutely perfection his tone is on point i mean the heaviness of that that big guitar of that dun 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 mixed with just the the very kind of not like caveman style just drumming right there it's so basic so primal i it just works so well in this song what a what an introduction to this album like and this it's is
1: bizarre. The, the the line where he talks about pimp and prostitute. Yeah. He says you can't be a pimp and a prostitute too. That's the most snotty has ever delivered a line in the White Stripes. He <laughs> you says being so? a prostitute too, like it's so fucking okay, okay, snotty. Yeah, delivery, yeah, it is. Delivery, yeah. It is the most snotty thing he's ever done in the White Stripes, and I, I think because they don't do a lot of a lot of political songs because Jack doesn't like to because he doesn't think that politics should should take like a back seat to the music like if you want to say something then fucking say it don't mask it in music
0: which yeah. is kind of cool
1: well, and they haven't done is. one since the big three killed my baby from their early albums and then all of a sudden now we get to Icky thump and there's a little there's this entire album has some of it too and it's a cool i don't know it's it's like we're back
0: we're well, back especially the the third verse that you were just talking about the the first four or five or first four line or five lines are it's it's very much political or, or political or, or very um i guess political would be the best way to to say that i yeah. mean the, the lines are white americans what nothing better to do why don't you kick yourself out you're an immigrant too who's using who what should we do well you can't be a pimp and a prostitute too yeah so it's very uh yeah he, 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 he yeah as far as i know i from previous records he doesn't talk politics really
1: because he he has said that he doesn't like doing it because he doesn't feel that the importance of politics should take back take a backseat to the, the importance of your music writing,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and so it, it, like the the message gets lost and therefore he's never really done it, but now he's doing it and I just thought it was really cool that he he on his first track back and coming off uh, get behind me Satan his first track here he's sounding very snotty and very obnoxious and I, I
0: yeah I liked it and it kind of goes along with the his style like i was saying what i feel his style on this song is very beat poet it's it's very much just like just laying out what like what you said like the what what did you say the the stream of consciousness stream of consciousness yeah yeah. just talking it's just talking and that goes along with a lot of what that kind of style of music or poetry is it's very much political it's very much societal issues and and everything like that and it goes hand in hand and he, he does a great way great thing a great job of representing all of that in this particular song
1: it's 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 hard to pull off like a true stream of consciousness and the way i see it like the stream of consciousness is the way you think like the way you as a person the way tyler thinks is not the way you would write a song you think and then you you you're Let's say you're like making a sandwich and in the middle of making a mm-hmm. sandwich, you look up and you're like, oh, the, it's a nice day outside. And then you think like, "Ooh, something smells good, but you don't think that something smells good. You just smell something and then you're emotionally involved in that smell. So the way you mm-hmm. think is so, is so disruptive and it's so constant that it's hard to even articulate into words. And so stream yep. of consciousness is like the closest thing you can get to incorporating thoughts with like feelings that are then translated into thoughts in your mind.
0: Yeah. Correct
1: And he does it here In the first verse Like that's That's what's going on Like the icky thump hooted thunk Sitting drunk Not just the rhyming But just what he's even Like thinking about And then it goes into Like the bumping his head thing And then He sees A redhead senorita Right But he doesn't even say Like I see He just says Oh redhead senorita mm-hmm. Oh Like this Oh Blue sky Oh <laughs> ocean Oh It's just Like that is like Perfect example Of stream of consciousness And it's solid
0: yeah. And I And the La la la's I think they're just, they're almost like, uh, they're very snotty in the way he presents that as well. Like, like you said with the, the pimp and a prostitute, the la-la-las should be more melodic. They should be more, you know, I get, yeah, melodic would be, would be the best way to, to put it, but he does it in such a, like, a bitchy way. And I think it sounds really good. And that leads into that verse that, you were talk- with, that we were just talking about with the, you can't be a pimp and a prostitute.
1: Ah, oh, so good
0: it's really good it's very good so there's just the three verses in this song Uh, no chorus no real hook the hook is really the guitar and the uh, clava clava almost viola come on clavioline 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 there you go that's really the the highlight of the song like this fucking guy clavioline (laughs) but uh, lyrically I mean we kind of we really kind of touched upon it lyrically
1: yeah, I mean, it's 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 really just a story but subvertly it's just he's getting political and and yeah getting getting mad which I don't like I don't I don't know where all this like hispanic thing came in for him I don't I don't understand I like it I just don't I don't know when it came into him like why like why take yeah, it is conquest and then turn it into like a mariachi song why why tackle this especially like in 2007 I mean we were still kind what of on the coattails of the Patriot Act and stuff. And we weren't, we weren't hating like Mexicans the way we do like now. Yeah. It's just, it's
0: weird.
1: Yeah, what was going,
0: because if you look at like the, even the cover, the cover also, there's, there's a style, but I can't remember the name of the style right now.
1: It's just like a, like a mariachi, Dia de los yep. Muertos thing. It's like, you can tell what, what they're trying to go for, but then yeah. overall it's, it's kind of like a, like a western like a cowboy western thing because on my vinyl it has like a sticker that's the same size as a deck of cards like a bicycle deck of cards and it wrapped Mm -hmm. over the 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 vinyl so you couldn't pull the vinyl out and so the first time you pull the vinyl you had to cut the the sticker in half to pull the vinyl out and so there's a lot of black and whites and obviously reds they've always loved red and so there's Mm -hmm. just there's i don't know there's 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 a simplicity to their image and but like there's also a very heavy like western influence in this, and then when I say Western, I mean like straight up spaghetti Western, blues stuff,
0: yeah, cowboy and stuff. Then, did you see the um the so I guess they they kind of released it on on a USB flash drive, and did you see the how they 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 were decorated with on one side with Jack and the other side with Meg, but it was they're like um, I guess cartoon versions. So I guess that's the best way to describe it. But it's still in the same the same theme and style of the actual artwork.
1: Yeah. So yeah, there, there's so all of the.
0: I, I guess think, it's called Pearlies or something like that. Pearlies. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so I didn't. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, really. Yeah, pearls so pearls and Pearlies. So I didn't. I didn't look into this. I was actually just saw the name that name right now. The Pearlies. So it says the album artwork features Jack and Meg dressed as Pearlies. So it looks very, you know, Spanish or 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 something like that, or Central American, but then it says, "Pearly kings and queens, known as pearlies, are an organized charitable tradition of working class culture in London, England."
1: Oh, oh, you mean pallys? What pallys? That's what you call them in London, pallies. <laughs>
0: Is that what you call them?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I. I thought for sure it was 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 something to do with like a Spanish culture.
0: That's what I thought too.
1: Well, I mean like, like, like it makes sense because rag and bone, like that stems from like a British thing of, of a a picker, like a, the junk, a junk trader, someone who does that.
0: Yeah. So it says that the practice of wearing these clothes, which are mother of pearl, they use a lot of mother of pearl buttons. Um, it's related to some, to, uh, market traders in england like a lot of market traders would wear the this style of clothing so i guess cool. that that does that goes in theme with with rag and bone i guess see i really thought this was but like it, more of a spanish thing
1: yeah but it doesn't go in theme with Iggy thump no it doesn't at all except for the the title of Iggy thump is is like a uh, that's a british thing or yeah, an english a thing, thing too yeah but the story wow. of Icky Thumped, the video of Icky Thumped, that's weird. I mean, maybe it's yeah, just like another weird. example of, of them blending a lot of their, their, their likes, right? I mean, because a lot of their sounds are, are blending together blues and whatever they're into. And maybe this is just them attempting to blend in like Spanish culture with English culture. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it might be. I'm trying to see if the, the, the Pearlies or however you pronounce it. <laughs> thats how they
1: pronounce in England. I've—I've I've been there. I, I lived in Tottenham oh, yeah? for like six years.
0: Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah, I
1: picked up an accent—a Cockney accent.
0: <laughs> uh, that's not even Tottenham. Is, yeah, isn't Cockney I don't, I like don't Liverpool?
1: Know. I thought that was yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. It's like the <laughs> Liverpool mate.
0: <laughs> oh God, reach out to us, Skip. We—we we, we forget sometimes. We're not from there. We're—we're we're, we're drowning. We are. We, we need your help. We need your help. Anyway. Uh, I was going to say, too, uh, regarding kind of the background of the record. So we, we had talked about earlier how he had recorded these records or some of the early records on an 8-track analog tape. But on this one, he decided to make it a little bit easier and record it on a 16-track yeah. analog tape, yeah. which is still difficult. He doubled but, his efforts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But it's, it's still impressive. I mean, to get this much, this much layering and sound and tone and he he did a fucking fantastic job i think this is the best sounding record not just like songwriting wise but just uh sonically i think this is the best sounding record they ever did through i mean that jack white did ever even as a solo artist raconteurs dead weather everything this is the best thing he's ever put out in every way
1: it's it's hard it's i mean it's hard to disagree i think this record sounds absolutely fantastic and and Everything about it is just perfectly, perfectly placed, in its loudness and its like representation on where it should be in the mix. Everything mm-hmm. just sounds yeah. perfect.
0: It does. It really, really does. So, Icky Thump was my my number three. Uh, your number four was Conquest, right? Uh,
1: Icky Thump was my number four. Number three was Conquest. I- Icky Thump's number four.
0: Oh, okay, 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 okay. So should we should we do more or should we kind of wrap it up? What do you think?
1: No, we can we can we can wrap it up. I mean, I, I'm just getting into middle middle tier bangers now. Those okay. are all those are all pretty much my upper tier bangers.
0: Okay, I mean we can we could definitely wrap it up because my four B was Catch Hell Blues.
1: Oh, That's a good one though.
0: That's that's my five Do you want to talk about that one? Do you want to talk about that one?
1: Oh, he was, he's got good slide stuffs. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. Let's get into this. This okay. is
0: just this is just a straight up heavy blues song. It trudges along. There's some really good. Really good high pitched guitar moments on this, the slide guitar. It's 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 a perfect representation of classic blues guitar playing with modern sensibilities that Jack White is so good at. It Here perfectly it, shows that.
1: Here's a good example of why why Meg should be the drummer of of the White Stripes is because I love how the riffage, like if if played by a professional drummer would have been torn up on the drums. If Travis had jumped on the drums here, he would have matched <laughs> Jack in every way and shined over him and this entire feeling would have been completely lost and the song probably would have stuck. Sucked. Sucked, yeah. Instead Jack is is left there to like take the front in its like truest form. And he's not even mm-hmm. that flashy. It's it's not that flashy. It's not that crazy. It just it just adds to like their iconic stripped down approach. Meg's drumming is just so fucking basic, but because we've been conditioned to, especially in like prog music, like my god, his riffage, any prog drummer would just jump all over it and not shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so annoying. And it's just it's <laughs> so refreshing to just stop. Stop mm-hmm. playing.
0: And Mike, dude, let like, the music breathe, honestly.
1: It fantastic riffs though. His high squeal solo tone. Oh my unbelievable. god. Unbelievable. It's, so it's like this weird overdrive fuzz, but it's not too trebly but there's not like like you said not not a big low end it's just I dude almost like the way I just described it it sounds very mediocre but it's the most mediocreist tone I've ever heard in my life it's fucking perfect
0: <laughs> but that that's the craziest thing because there people are always kind of looking for that low end especially in heavy music they everybody thinks low end is the way to go when it comes to heavy music but Fake look heavy. how heavy yeah it, it's fa- that's that's you're right and look at little little cream soda there's very little low end in that but the dynamics in that song are just it It opens up so much more to the sound like so much more can get through to the listener when you reduce so much of that low end and uh, dude, the dynamics on this record are just fucking amazing but also i mean obviously there's only two people in the band and there's you know so little going on but still oh it's so good yeah so good so let's play a little bit of catch hell blues talk about it a bit more get into the lyrics and then we'll wrap it up all right sound good all right so here's a catch hell blues from the white stripes (laughs) There you go, catch hell blues from the White Stripes. Mm. Wow, dude, what a what a buildup! Like that is such a cool, cool fucking buildup. Wow,
2: wow, wow!
0: Best so buildup on the record. Wow. So good. Second best buildup. What's a better buildup? Ragged bone. rag bones. Now not
1: You're
0: so you're ridiculous. You're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, so uh, lyrically on, on Catch Hell Blues, what, what do you got on this one?
1: I think it's about just being a badass. I think it's about being a badass and, and just thinking, like, I don't give a fuck. I know I know what I'm doing is wrong. I know it's going to catch up to me, but I don't give a shit. I know I'll catch hell, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm bad.
0: I'm, ba- I'm bad, Ty. I'm
1: bad, Ty. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I kind of feel the same way on that one and, and how, you know, there, there's no way to rationalize bad behavior, like that that's what this is like just feels good just doesn't give a fuck about anything just just lives life to the fullest live laugh love um the journey is the destination all that good stuff you know that's what he's talking about on this on this particular song it's great it's fucking great it is i love solid, it good stuff oh man dude his fucking guitar tone it's it's unreal it honestly is unreal and then another thing i wanted to mention outside of the song but about the band in general you brought it up last week before like when we decided to do this record i never thought about it but how short of a time they were a band yeah you know they put out six albums in what nine years yeah. no 10 years 10 years and in such a short amount of time and it's fucking remarkable it really is it they, was
1: like seven years it was 99 to not even 2010
0: uh, or 2008, I think, when they split, right? Or no, they officially split in 2010, right? But they hadn't toured like this for came two out in years.
1: 2007. So did, yeah. yeah, I mean, if we just take out yeah,
3: eight so less years. than ten,
0: yeah, let's let's say less than ten years. But it's uh, it's pretty remarkable, and it it they've been a band, they've not been a band longer than they have been a band, and that's wild to me. Yeah, it's fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, like so, like you you you're very tired of Seven Asian Army
0: and. Oh, it's so tired of that song. And I, but I'll I, play it. I'll play it every time on guitar or drums when we're
1: together. I, dude, I still like it, and I, I think it's because I've now just, I don't associate that with being a White Stripe song. I it's strictly a soccer anthem that people sing at stadiums, and so, <laughs> given that, I think it's a really cool song, and it's it's crazy that, like, Elephant came out when we were in high school, mm-hmm. and yeah, like that's how big it is but i mean that's not his riff That's that's a, just a, a riff a known mm-hmm. riff that's been around for generations but, but he just, like
0: popularized it for the modern
1: yeah dude 2003 man like for we're almost on 20 fucking years since seven nation army came out that's wild and like even like even nick and Kaylee know the song like oh yeah i know the song
0: yeah, it's iconic it's an iconic song it's fucking played everywhere it's that's
1: insanity that's lin sanity
0: Dude, stop referencing Jeremy Lin. I think I'm going to keep doing it. Such that. an overrated I think I'm, I think I'm only going to say... I mean, basketball oh, player. Well, he was, yeah, I don't know if he played play guitar,
1: but... <laughs> I think I'm, might have, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to fully replace Insanity with sanity from now on. Well, that's Just, see, that's see, see fucking how, annoying. See how many people catch on to it.
0: I mean, I will hear you say it every time, and it's going to be so annoying. So there's that. But it it's not on the no-no okay, no list. So, <laughs> I'm going to add it to the no-no you list. Cannot, that means we can't talk about it. I'm going to add it to the no-no list. You can't. Anyway. um, Well, I can because I can do whatever I want. Then I'll erase it. Well, I'll keep adding it back. I'll keep erasing it. That's fine. I'll keep adding it back. And I'll keep erasing it. And like I said, I will keep adding it back. And then like I just
1: told you, I will keep erasing it. And I will say
0: once again, I will keep adding it back.
1: And I will say for the final time, I will keep erasing it. And I can keep saying this over and over again.
0: (laughs) Dude, we're the most annoying people I've ever known. I mean, this, this is terrible. But anyway, uh, let's see here. So, do we, no more songs, right? We're not gonna talk about anything, any, anything else.
1: It's more annoying knowing that we would have that same argument in front of like a hundred people too, and have no problem going back and forth obnoxiously for five minutes.
0: We we would we would have no issue doing that in front of people or just you and I by ourselves. Yeah. Like there, we just don't care either way. We will have these stupid arguments <laughs> no matter what. That's how stupid the world is, I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> the world is
1: stupid because of our arguments, it <laughs> if we had baby, we
0: had we had so much we had so much stupidity to this world. Yes. So, just you know, me, you, Ryan, and Mike. Just you're the four of us right
1: welcome, there. world.
0: Anyway, uh, okay, so that, that's kind of uh, it for the for the songs at. And uh, so let's give our final uh, thoughts at, On Icky Thump at, And give our rating With our world famous three point rating system Where three is a perfect album Two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to One is a bad album but give it a shot And zero is uh, just the worst thing You've ever heard in your life It's a trash fire So what do you got Jeff? Cool.
1: So I really, I really like the White Stripes I go back and listen to White Blood Cells and Elephant In their entirety Numerous times over the course of a year at least mm-hmm. probably once a month, I really, really dig those albums, and uh, i've I'm glad i I don't remember the, our bottom three albums because going back this week i I didn't care anyway, but they they've always just been a band that, that I've really I've really respected because I've always liked how basic they were, but also kind of just how unique and, and how experimental they were in their own sound. They created their own little world. And then became experimental in their own little world. And it's just, it's so unique. And it's I, honestly, like I cannot think of another band that sounds and pulls off anything that the White Stripes has done.
0: Have done. Had done? Mm-hmm. Had done. Has. Have, has d- done. Wait, have has, done. You could say has done? or have, I think. I You could say, but I think has done might be the the right one. Anything they ever did. Okay. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> No, I okay.
1: I thought for sure Icky Thump would come in third. I thought for sure Elephant would be number one because it, it's just, it's always been my fave. Mm-hmm. But um, you
0: messed up again.
1: I bought on the vinyls because it was cheap, and I buy pretty much anything white striped How on the m- vinyls if it's cheap. How much did you pay for it? It ended up being like sixteen bucks.
0: Oh, that's that is cheap. That yeah. is cheap.
1: And it was like a Hopefully last last minute thing too. I don't know why it was. It was the last thing I bought because I bought Journey to the Center of the Mind of the World, and then at the same time I bought <laughs> your Star Wars one. <laughs> I bought those yeah. together and got a little discount on it. But I left the White Stripes there. I, I left Icky Thump there till the very end of the show. And as mm-hmm. he was packing up and leaving, I was like, "Hey, do you saw that White Stripes?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "How much was it?" And he's like, "Just give me like sixteen bucks." Fucking
0: guy, dude! You're so annoying. You're the fucking most annoying person I've ever known. When it comes to record buying, it's so annoying. Ah, you you sitting on fucking a gold miner? Okay, one thing, one. I got one. I had good luck once, just once Good luck, though. It was very good luck, but it was just once. This is like every week or every other week for you. Well, yeah, I no.
1: you get a lot of no. good deals too I'm always, I'm always a lot, I'm always on the lookout'm am the lookout. too
0: I'm always on the lookout too, but like i I got my many eyes, times I, a day. I
1: got my eyes peeled for not just me, you know, so it's not like just like I'm getting good deals. I just make sure that well, I, I get what I want first and then you get your' second
0: and that makes sense. No, I yeah. understand that. It totally yeah. makes sense, but you have way more opportunities than I do. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, you know, like I said, you you can find a Led Zeppelin two in Arizona for ten dollars, but when over here, this the guy's All gonna dead. be charging two thousand dollars. So, <laughs> you know, literally, we talked about that right before we recorded the pod. Yeah, that, Some guy was trying a to sell That guy, that guy's never gonna sell that. That's but stupid. that's the kind of shit I have to deal with here in California. That is, no, are that's, people that like true. that? You don't have to deal with people like that. I do. Well, good thing
1: you got somebody on the outside looking out for you, getting exactly. all your good deals. Exactly.
0: So don't, don't complain. I didn't even complain. You complained. You you started complaining because did. I got the big lot. No, because I got the big lot. It was an underlying complaint. Complaint. <laughs> That's what it was. An, under, an underlying. It was a. Complaint. It was. I'm it was, complaining was a when backhand, I'm not even complaining at this point. It, it was. It was a backhanded complaint. That's what it was. All I, you
1: asked me how much I paid for this. I just said I bought this on a whim, and then he said how much you pay for it, and I told you. Oh, I hate you. You're the worst. You're <laughs> fucking. You're
0: and the then worst you brought up the, you brought up the big lot. I I, I got that Luckily, was after your complaint. I complain because you complained. okay, yeah, but you always complain about my it was, big lot. It,
1: it was a retaliation complaint.
0: But you still complain about my big lot. Only when you you always first.
1: Do it, it was only, it's only complaint and retaliation. That's it. Okay, well, your complaints are
0: worse than my <laughs> complaints. What? I have more right to complain than you have to complain. The more we say complain, the more weird it sounds. I know, right? I don't like saying it. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it wrong at this point. Complain. It's <laughs> okay. it starting to sound very bizarre. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 All right. So wait. Uh, wh- wh- okay. So you gave your final thoughts, right? Yeah, you gave your final yeah,
1: thoughts. Yeah, my final thoughts and this record. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be stupid not to give it a three. This is, this is such a perfect record. But I also think White Blood Cells is perfect. I think that's a perfect record too. Okay. But this this one just has a dude, like a completely different tone than White Blood Cells does. They're very, very similar, but this one the not just like the guitar tone, but just the presentation of the record itself. Like conceptually, it's a different tone, and it's it's fucking phenomenal. And even now, I didn't pearlys pellies. I don't know how I missed that one. I didn't realize <laughs> that that wasn't a like a, a Spanish thing.
0: Yeah, I really thought it was. So that, that's that was weird. Fucking weird. Maybe Skip knows more about it. He might know more about it. I'm sure he better I mean, know
1: that he is a pearly, right? <laughs> pearly Gates. What were the pearlies? They're upper class
0: people who no, like not. No, they're not class. Wait, what? Isn't that what you said pearlies were? No, pearlies are like mar- like like market traders. Like 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 um like street market traders. Like the people, they wear, the rag. And they wear like people Pearl, buy from I don't know if they buy the buy it from them, but they wear like pearls on their clothes instead of like rhinestones I guess they wear like pearls and that's what in, in the cover art that's what Jack and Meg are wearing so you can't tell that they're pearls they just look like
1: like something you would see out of like a day a Dia de los Muertos festival
0: yeah that's kind of what I would have thought too but, but who I,
1: knows I don't know okay I'm not from um, Tottenham Hotspur so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur Queen's English
0: all right so my final thoughts i think uh i've always loved this record uh from the moment i heard it i don't know why you've given it such a shit take forever since it came out i don't understand that it doesn't make any sense to me because it is uh it's such an amazing record that like we already talked about the tone the songwriting the just how unique it is in within their own catalog it's pretty remarkable so uh I'm not going to keep going over everything we already talked about and you said. So uh, with that being said, rating wise, I don't do this often, but go. I'm going to have to give this a perfect three. Perfect three out of three for me.
1: I don't do this often, but uh, 2.9. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I do have one more thing to say. Okay. That is not about the White Stripes at all. But last week, my song of the week was No mm-hmm. Action by Sugar
0: Colt. Yes. It's a cover. Is it really? It by is who? a cover by Elvis Costello. By Jack White. Oh, really? That's ew. that's yeah. gross. That sucks.
1: I mean, Elvis Costello. I don't really like his music that much. He was kind of a punker though in his time. He was, he was pushing boundaries <laughs> and, and mouthing off at, to, the, to the wrong people, which was cool. But yeah, it was a cover, and I was I was fucking surprised.
0: <laughs> I, I'm really surprised by that too. I just, I don't get Elvis Costello. I just. Don't understand
1: him. I, musically, I don't. I don't understand him either. But like I said, he was kind of a, a, a punker in his own way,
0: and yeah, and a lot of people love him. A lot of people love him. We I know Annie does. Music, Annie, so. Annie loves Elvis Costello. Yeah, well, she likes boring music, so that's fine. But she loves she loves Elvis Costello, and she loves Elvis Presley. She loves both Elvises. Hmm.
1: I don't know any mm. other Elvises. Mm. Or I would have thrown out another Elvis.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know any either. All right, so we got anything else on on the White Stripes or Icky Thump or anything like that? Nope. Okay, so uh, then go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. At. Thank you all for listening. At And um, yeah, I, I got nothing else, at and that's know. it. That's <laughs> all. Phone number is 503. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 503. Uh, so number 6 uh, for you is get behind me at is get <laughs> is get behind me satan. Yeah. So uh my at my number 6 is also <laughs> get behind me satan. Fifth record. Um <laughs> <laughs> you tried to change it. <laughs> Something be, weird happened,
1: too, with my, my record. I don't know if it was just me or my wek or my wek or, dude, I can't, I'm, I'm like you over here talking <laughs> about fucking pod spoke. <laughs> dude, pod, pod, pod talking, spoke. man. It's difficult. Yeah, like, yeah my weckard. Uh Yeah. Do you want me to just okay. talk to myself? or? Yeah, just talk to yourself.
0: So
1: I Hold eat, on. I, I, have, I have a little box of toasties yeah, next you, to me. You can,
0: you can eat some toasties. It's fine. It's fine. All
1: Hold on. I can do that. I like to nibble the salt off first before I get into the actual toast itself. So I don't okay. know okay. if you can hear me nibble. Like a little wrap. And some of the toasties, like, even the salt itself is kind of toasted up a little bit, so you're still getting that, that pre, that appetizer burn flavor from the salt before you dive into the main course of the toasty, which is also a little bit a little bit burned. And I like it. I dig. I do. It would be really good if you made mozzarella sticks with crushed up toasties. Like, use that as the, as the breading. It's not a bad idea. A massive waste of toasties, though. We're talking, I mean, that's the, the, the fucking bucket of, of breadcrumbs is, is two bucks to use that amount of toasties. We're talking, that's like eight bucks. Those are expensive cheese sticks, tell you what. When we get to the bottom of the toasties, there's basically just like a half, half tablespoon of just pure salt.
0: Still going, huh? <sighs> that's that's
1: what I look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And I can't wait to hear what you've been saying when I go and edit this.